Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everybody, it's Brian. If you haven't noticed, it is absolutely nuts out there in the housing market. If you don't know exactly what you're doing and you don't have someone that you trust by your side to guide you through the process, good luck getting the home you want or getting the best price for the home you're selling. John Hurlbut at Altitude Homes is a guy I've known for years, over a decade, a friend and someone I trust implicitly. If you are in Pierce, South King, or Thurston counties, there is nobody better to help guide you through the real estate process right now. Go on over to altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkablogger. Now, again, that's altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkblogger. Sign up to contact John. He will help you with the process, and all referrals will result in a $1,000 donation from John and the Altitude Homes team to Ben's Fund. Everybody wins. Go in there, get your help, get your dream home, get the most money for your home. AltitudeHomesTeam.com slash HawkBlogger. Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching, and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S., and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com. Click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fans. The skyline is etched in my veins. You can never put that out no matter how hard it rains in my city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 252nd episode of Real Hawk Talk. I am Brian Nemhauser, and I'm joined tonight by Jeff Simmons at Real Jeff Simmons on Twitter. Folks, I told you last time we did this that whenever, whenever we decide to have a Real Hawk Talk podcast, especially if it's outside of our normal Wednesday evening schedule, the Seahawks treat us all to some big news and jeff and i have been talking about doing this podcast anyway because look there's been some changes in the draft that are going to affect how things go in the draft and we want to do some more mock drafts so guess what we're going to do some more mock drafts tonight and we also were like hey it's free agency the first day of free agency there's going to be some news and there absolutely was mostly for other teams and so we were going to talk about that and we're going to talk about who's left for the Seahawks because the Seahawks, they don't do anything on day one of free agency. But they did. And boy, did they do something on the first day of free agency. We are going to talk about new Seahawks defensive tackle Draymond Jones of the former Denver Bronco, 26 years old, joins the Seahawks uh, up and coming interior pass rusher and first let's let me hand it over to jeff man this news just broke 
20 minutes ago. I mean, not that long ago. Uh, where were you when you heard? And what went through your mind when you got the news? Um, <laughs> it's funny. I was uh, having a conversation with a few buddies. One of them is a Seahawks fan. And they were getting a little frustrated by all the linebackers coming off the board. And I was starting to get there. I was starting to get I started to get a little frustrated. And it was right around where Zach Allen signed. And Zach Allen's a guy I had kind of – I heard they had liked. And when I saw the money, I was like, that is just a terrible contract. $15 million a year for Zach Allen, who's like a pretty good 3-4 end, but he's not like a elite disruptor. And like right as I was about to like kind of processing that, <laughs> I see the – Draymond Jones thing. I think Derek posted it in our chat or Josh, one of the guys. And I was stunned. Absolutely stunned. A, the Seahawks don't sign guys who are top 10 in the market. Not even just like you can think however you want about him. He's was a top 10 ranked. Matt Bowen just put out a video. He was his top 10th ranked player. And they don't get into bidding wars like this. And listen, Draymond Jones is not Chris Jones. He's not an all pro player, but he's just a very good ascending player that can disrupt and blow up double teams. And they don't have a lot of players in their front. Like we talked about last year, their front seven was just terrible. They didn't have good players. And this is probably their most talented player. He's not a pro all pro guy, but to me, it's a really exciting addition because if you don't get him, then you're just totally relying on your draft. And, it seemed like they were in the mix for Anya Mata today who went to Atlanta. I just heard someone say that on TV. So it seemed like they had that type of player they are going for. And then when Zach Allen went, they probably had to go a little higher on Vermont Jones. But, man, like just for a team that has been barren with frontline talent or just talent in the front three or front four, whatever they're doing this year, this is a great sign. Like I, I don't see how you can't be very excited about this. Yeah, I, you know – I don't like to be a hypocrite when I can avoid it. I think we all are at times. And I was not that upset, to be honest, about like the Seahawks not being active on day one. I generally believe that teams that are too active on day one are usually in bad shape to begin with and likely are going to get less than they paid for. A lot of players, like the best, best, best players in the league usually are not available to be had through free agency. And a lot of the guys that get signed on day one of free agency are really, there's something not great about them. There's some reason that they're available and you're paying a premium price. You're playing like blue chip prices for guys that most commonly are not blue chip players. So I wasn't as upset. I did, I was a little surprised at how much Zach Allen got. Oh yeah. But I did my my eyebrows raised not just at the price but the fact that he went to Denver. Because my thought was, well if they're signing him to that deal, Draymond Jones certainly isn't coming back. I did not think the Seahawks were going to be the team, so you're not going to hear me try <laughs> tell you that I thought this was going to happen because I didn't. I, I really didn't think they were going to do this. And, and Warren Sharp put out a tweet that I retweeted that this is the most money the Seahawks have spent on a free agent since Sidney Rice in 2011. Wow. Which, by the way, predates, you know, uh, 
you know, what a lot of this stuff has gone on um, for the Seahawks. Like, so I, I just, I think it's a big deal. Um, I think it's a surprising deal. And I think as we'll get into later, when we do our draft work, I think it changes some of the calculus potentially. I think Jones to me profiles as a three, four defensive end, six, three, 281 pounds. Uh, that's what he played in Denver. This does not solve the nose tackle position. Uh, the Seahawks do have Al Woods still on the roster, and they they could just roll with Al Woods. They could look in the draft for that. Honestly, Jeff, would it surprise you if they went and still went out and got a, a another guy like Greg Gaines or uh, someone else in the market? I think they have to. I don't think they have enough. Either they they cut. Sh- Part of this calculus is they have to, they're going to have to release Shelby Harris. There was a report that they're going to. And I think Woods is, what, 35 years old. Uh, Quentin Jefferson, even if – I don't know if he'll be back, but even if he is, he's in the last year of his deal. They need more bodies. I don't think you can go in and say, okay, we made our one addition. We're going to do everything in the draft because what if the draft gets away from you? So I, I think you're going to need more interior defensive linemen, whether that's another 3-4 end. There's a couple good options – and then there's maybe a defensive tackle who can play a nose. If Brian Monet was their backup nose tackle, he's probably going to miss the season. Yep. So they don't have the bodies right now still. And then Shelby Harris, LJ Collier is gone. I can't remember who, who else was starting there last year. I can't, I don't know if I meant Puna Ford is not going to be back. Right. Um, so all of a sudden they don't, they need more. And this to me, it just opens up a lot of possibilities and we'll get into the draft later, but. Yeah, you, you now have like a quality player as a starting point, which is to me, it was the only the only spot I was starting to get a little mad at Brian was the linebacker. Some of those linebacker prices were cheap. Like I thought there were gonna be some big like obviously Tremaine Edmonds went for like 18 million. I don't expect that, but like David Long was really cheap. It was like five and a half. TJ Edwards was pretty cheap. Alex Singleton was six million. Like that seemed right in their sweet spot. So the numbers are starting to get a little small there. Kendrick signed. I think that's where people are starting to get a little worried. But to, yeah. come, to recover with that, get Dramon Jones is pretty good. Well, I think Pete and John are a little bit more myopic than people realize on these things. I think that it wouldn't surprise me if this is a guy that they targeted from the, the get. And um, we'll talk about the linebackers. Uh, remind me to come back to that. Uh, we'll talk about some of the other positions. But before we move off this, um, one, I mean, Greg Gaines, this guy's this guy's more profiles as a nose tackle. I mean, that's what he's played before. Um, I think that people are talking about Ashawn Robinson. I think he's another potential option. Got news that Clayus Campbell is looking like he may, you know, he'll be on the market. Yes, he's older, but that's a guy that if you're looking for a short term, could be at that position. And so I, I do think that there's another defensive lineman coming for Seattle. Uh, I would expect that they're going to do that. Now, here's the thing I'm kind of curious about, Jeff. Like, first news of the day, as far as I was concerned, was what? Javon Hargrave signing with where? The 49ers. And before we get into that news all by itself, um, 
how are the 49ers? I think, I guess I was going to ask you, like, how do you think the 49ers are approaching their cap situation? I'm going to look up their cap situation here in a second, but um, if you had to choose between Javon Hargrave and Draymond Jones, knowing the contracts that they both got, which would you prefer? And it's okay for you to say Hargrave. I'm just honestly curious. Which which player, Hargrave being 30, Jones being 26, I think Hargrave got considerably more money, has been more productive over his career. Which would you have rather for your team if you had the choice? Probably go with Hargrave. Mm-hmm. I just I, I think he's just a higher tier of player. The age of the Javon Jones twenty six and Hargrave is thirty, and we, especially at that spot, age curves are really really important. But I, I just think Hargrave was like a step above the rest of the free agent class. He he's a guy who typically one hit free agency. Philly just had so many guys, so I would go with him. But it's closer than you think. It's not as far off. They were both. Like I thought, I thought Jermont Jones was a top five guy in this market. I, I said that in our chat the second they signed him. So it's not a, a huge gap, but to me, I would to answer your question, I would take Hargrave. So part of the reason I'm bringing that up is like Hargrave signs a four year, eighty four million dollar deal with forty million guaranteed at the age of thirty, right? And you get Draymond Jones at the age of 26 for three years around 50 million dollars yeah and we don't know i don't think we i think we do know his total guarantees um let me pull it up real quick because i tweeted it out but um just double check give me a second okay draymond jones three years 51.5 million 23.5 in year one 35 over two years does not say what the guarantee is but I guess what I'm getting at is it would not surprise me if the Seahawks never even thought about Javon Hargrave. I don't think they ever did. I thought they knew he would be 20 million a year and the H curve. I don't think he made sense for them at all. So I think my best bet, and even if you listen to what Draymond Jones has said in uh, on Twitter and through other folks, the Seahawks made him feel more loved than any other team. I don't believe that the Seahawks were the highest bidder necessarily than other teams. The Bears were interested. The Browns were interested. There were a lot of teams interested in him. But I think the Seahawks set their sights on him. I bet he was here visiting. And I bet, thankfully, it was a kind of nice day here in Seattle for the most part, at least in the afternoon. Um, I think this was their guy from, from the get-go. And I think they got their guy. Yeah, and I think I just read, I think it was Albert Breer, who said other teams offered more money per year. Seattle did a really creative structure. And I think it was Josina Anderson that said they really showed him like a lot of love, I think is the way it was put. So it would be surprising. Like I thought he'd be when I was do, I did that article for our site yesterday, and I, I he was mentioned in there, and I just said he would be ideal, but he's gonna be way too expensive for them. And the numbers I were hearing were 17, 18 million a year. I thought Zach Allen would probably get closer to 12. And I thought maybe him, I thought that gap would make sense. But I mean, consider Zach Allen got essentially 15 a year and this guy got 16 or 17. To me, it's a no brainer. And 
like Anya Mata, who's a, he's got some twitch to him. He's an interesting player. He's a good player. I like him. He got twelve million a year today from Atlanta. And Garofalo came on TV and said that Seattle was in the mix for him. But like again, like this had to be the guy that they probably weren't sure they'd be able to actually attain because of a team like the Bears, who came into the day with eighty million dollars to spend and they whiffed on a couple of big opportunities today and ended up throwing some bad money around. But the Browns, they they clear they redid Deshaun Watson's whole deal to try to make a splashy move. I think they cleared out $35 million. And they're gonna be paying him like even worse salaries next year. It's a big whiff for teams like the Bears and the Browns. And for Seattle to win that starting from where they were starting from with far less money, that's a, that's a big deal for them because they haven't done moves like this. And I think it says a lot. It's just about where the program is and where it's going. Yeah, there are a lot of Bears and Browns fans that were very upset. I mean, Bears fans had basically been counting, already printing out the jerseys, man. They were already sewing his name on the back of Bears jerseys. And so huge, huge change. Uh, I'm going to switch to the 49ers for a second, and we're going to come back and, and talk more about Jones and the impact here for what comes next. But I'm looking at over the cap right now. The 49ers are $3 million over the cap. Um, so I don't understand exactly where they're going to cut. They're going to probably have to restructure some deals. So uh, That's the only way I can see this working for them. Because, I mean, the types of players that they would have to cut... I mean, they're not cutting Trent Williams or uh, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, George Kittle, Nick Bosa. I don't think they're cutting Charvarius Ward, Christian McCaffrey. They wouldn't gain anything. I don't think they're cutting Trey Lance or Debo Samuel. Um, So this Hargrave deal is already on the books and over the cap. So I'm looking at that. So this is with... Six million. I mean, maybe use check... Um, I think I it's if I, I'm under the restructure tab. I think if you structure Trent Williams, it'll open up $13 million. That's that's, like, that's what I'm kind of wondering. Is, they'll probably just do that and then they'll pay for it. And then Bosa, what happens is Bosa is going to get extended and it'll drop the 17 million down. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're in a one year situation. It looks like. Yeah. So they also re-signed. Uh, they re-signed Tayshawn Gibson. Um, their safety, which is a good move. They lost Jimmy Ward. They lost uh, Mike McGlinchey, the right tackle. So, and I might've been missing some others. Is it clear to you that the 49ers are better now than they were last year? No, no. I admire what they're doing strength on strength, but A, you lose a right tackle and potentially their center a big part of how they play and the quarterback situation is just it's far more concerning i know they brought in sam darnold today but it's still it's just a total cluster right now with trey lance and Bird purdy coming off surgery and sam darnold the whole thing just seems like a disaster and i think that can i think i admire again what they did they really i, I like when team, we talk about it all the time i like when teams build attack positions of strength rather than weaknesses Yep. So I admire what they did there, but they're going to lose a lot of bit players and our role players. And they're basically, they're not going to get any draft picks either. So they have to get better and they're going to lose probably Al Shahir, the line, Al Azir, the linebacker and Charles Amenahu is probably going to leave. And I don't think they'll be able to pay him anymore. So 
I don't know if they're better. And like a draft capital is really what makes you better in this league. It's the young influx of talent. And without Brock Purdy this year, that team would have been under 500. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, that's kind of my sense as well. You know, I think they're part of the reason I'm bringing up 49ers is because this isn't this, these off seasons are not just about the Seahawks getting better. It's also what's happening elsewhere in the NFC. And you start within your division. And we already know that the Rams are heading south. Uh, Jalen Ramsey trade happened before, since the last time we spoke. Uh, you know, they've they like, you know, Alan Robinson's gone or uh, they've Bobby Wagner's gone. There's not a lot of reason to believe that the Rams are going to be better. Cardinals are a train wreck. So that really leaves the 49ers who are clearly the class of the division. And I don't think defense was the reason that they didn't make the Super Bowl last year. No, they they played great against Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And I think that their quarterback situation is an interesting thing. They signed Sam Darnold today, which we haven't talked about. It's an interesting move for 49ers to make. Probably a smart one, but, you know, I don't know how many games he'll win. And as much as I think the Javon Hargrave move, if I'm a 49ers fan, I'm thrilled. I mean, that defense is going to be so fun to watch if you're a 49ers fan. But I also really wonder about the McGlinchey move. I don't think they've got a good option there. I think there are a lot of tackles in this draft, so maybe they'll get someone good enough, but who knows? It's a big they're not, game. They're not picking until what, round three? Late, late, late third. Yeah, so I don't think you're getting a starting tackle. And then I think Jimmy Ward's a bigger loss than people realize. You know, this is a guy that's filled in at safety at nickel and their secondary was a problem last year. And so, you know, I don't know the plan yet that makes the 49ers a better secondary than they were. So anyway, I think that's one part. The other part of it, Jeff, is Hargrave moving on is going from one NFC power to another. So I don't know that the Eagles have gotten better today. Um, They did get good news that Jason Kelsey's coming back and uh as much as we've seen reports aaron Rodgers is leaving the nfc tom brady has left who else is rising in the nfc like the lions maybe the lions the lions uh carolina is an interesting thing going on but they got a rookie quarterback with no skill players at all yep i think the saints are going to be solid but i don't see like a ascending super bowl kind of team i think they just have a higher floor with Derek Carr. The Bears have a good thing going, in, but I, that's a couple years away. I think the Bears are actually pretty well set up to kind of mimic what the Eagles did if they get this draft right. And they got that's not going to happen for two, three years, though. Yes. They, until they get two firsts next year. This year, they're still probably going to suck. Um, outside of that, like Dallas is kind of riding its last legs. They haven't added anyone. Their coaching situation seems problematic again. The Giants, that contract with Daniel Jones, I think that's going to start holding them back. <laughs> right, there. San Francisco right now is the Mevin Philly are the team to be, and then there, there's just a ton of room in this NFC. The Bucks are basically giving up on the season. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if I look at, I'm going to quickly look up all positions that have signed so far. I'm going to look at the NFC. Right. Like 
Derek Carr to New Orleans, does that scare you at all? Like, not me. No, I think it raises their floor. I think they're a little – probably takes them from seven to nine wins. Um, You know, Tremaine Edmonds going to Buffalo – to, to Chicago is a good one. I really like some of the things Atlanta's done. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Jesse Bates. He's one of my favorite players, and I think uh, Caden Ellis is also an underrated uh, linebacker that they signed just uh, before we got on. The Giants getting Bobby Okarike, um, a good signing, and they've got a, a solid solid team. And they they played pretty well last year. Uh, I don't buy that. <laughs> I was a little disappointed about Jermaine Pratt staying with Cincinnati, but but I w- would have been surprised if the Seahawks got him. I was really surprised about Alex Singleton signing with Denver. Like I, I thought that was a really strong possibility for the Seahawks, and he got a decent chunk of change, $6 million a year for a guy that's been a, a journeyman. Um, he earned it last year. I think he was a really underrated linebacker. Um, Minnesota did a couple things today, so they got – uh, Marcus Davenport, who I think is okay. I don't think he's great. Um, who else? I'm just running through this list. Uh, let's go to like nothing that interesting, man. Like, no, it was Denver spent a lot of money, but they're in the AFC and right. A lot of what they did, I don't think it's that impactful. So, like I mean. It's a weird free engine year. Like, there's no edge rushers who have signed. There's no receivers who have signed. Like, there's been a couple of right tackles and defensive tackles. There's just not – the really impact's going to come in trades in the draft. So, Seattle will be able to add one of the few impact guys who's 26 years old. To me, that's that's very meaningful. Agreed. So, let's talk about it for a second about how we think this – how does this play out for the Seahawks um, roster? Um, so you now add Draymond Jones into the mix. Um, if nothing else changes, which we know it will, we're looking at what we're looking at. Uh, we're looking at Al Woods as your starter on at the inside. Um we has it been made official that Shelby Harris has been released, or they just reported it? No, I got reported this morning that they were going to release them, and then this move makes it pretty clear. Yeah. So, Quentin Jefferson or Miles Adams are the only other guys. That's what I'm saying. Know. They don't have the bodies right now. They need to bring in more. That's why it just feels like they've got to make another move there. Yeah. Uh could be their draft pick. I think um, it'll be both. Yeah. So th- the bigger issue right now to me <laughs> than than defensive line, which I'm not sure I would have said 20 minutes ago, is linebacker. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Brooks very well could miss most of the year. Uh, ESPN right now, it's not actually accurate, but I love this. They're, they're listing the other starter as Cullen Glaspia. I mean, I'd assume it would be John Radigan. But in any event, they're thin. They don't have a single starter, really, at linebacker. It is debatable, Jeff, whether the best move they made today was signing Draymond Jones or not signing Cody Barton. 
man, Twitter was a fiery place. The Cody Barton gets some like crazy. Uh, I I never I, I the way I wrote in my article yesterday is there was like this mad you know that guy Ari Miroff on Twitter he's just like kind of an aggregator he's got some good stuff he put out this like massive list of all the linebackers in free agency all inside linebackers I think there was like twenty names on there I, Cody Barton didn't even crack the list so I I made kind of a wise crack I'm like it's pretty telling that he's not even on the list of twenty inside linebackers in free agency. And people were furious at me. They thought I was like taking shots. I'm just like, it's not even on the, the list. And like, the guy got a one year deal, like in free agency. It's like, I think it's pretty, I don't know how much money he got yet, but like, I think it's pretty telling of what the league thinks of Cody Barton. And the Seahawks do have a total clean slate at that spot with Brooks down right now. And it was a little scary because like, I had a list of running of, like, I was watching the opposition, I was watching defensive line. And I think eight guys on my inside lineback list signed today. And it was just one after one after one. And the numbers are getting pretty low. And look, they don't have even like Tanner Muse signed, I think, right now. So right. So they're pretty much empty. And we talked about how bad their linebacker depth was last year. They they need to do something there. They need at least one. I think they should sign two. Because there's not the market's actually got other than Tremaine Edmonds, the numbers have been low, and a lot of the guys left, like even Eric Hendricks signed tonight. So, yeah, I was pretty happy they didn't bring back Barton, though. I gotta say, I couldn't watch that guy play again. Like, he, uh, uh, it's crazy to me how Cody Barton may be the most polarizing player in, in, in Seahawks recent history outside of Russell Wilson. Like, yeah, seriously. I mean, the fact that there are Cody Barton truthers and Cody Barton haters, um, of which I'm the latter, and I don't hate him as a person, but I hated him as a starting linebacker for my team. And I don't know. It is weird. It is weird. Um, I wish him the best in Washington. Hopefully he makes me look foolish. That'd be fine by me. I don't want to see him on our team anymore. Um, so the thing that's weird with the Seahawks linebacker situation, Jeff, is the Jordan Brooks situation. This is a guy that they consider core to what they're building around. And they're not they're not looking to sign someone that's going to take his place for the next five years. They need someone who can potentially be the full year starter. And then they need another guy who is a longer term solution. Right. Yeah. So of the guys that are left, there's kind of guys that fit into different categories. Right. When you talk about Levante, David, Bobby Wagner at least those two, they fit in the mold of they could have like a one-year deal. Like that wouldn't be shocking. Or it could be a two-year deal or something like that. Um, they could be the Brooks replacement without being a permanent fixture, right? The other guys, when you talk about Aziz Alshire, Leighton Vanderesh, maybe Denzel Perryman, maybe Devin Bush, those guys could be longer term solutions, but they also could choose to like roll the dice more in the, in the draft at the linebacker spot. I think the draft is pretty thin at the linebacker position. So it feels like they have to get two linebackers out of free agency in order to have the freedom to get a linebacker if it falls to them in the draft, but not be required to draft one. That's exactly how I see it. Um, the worst thing they could do is kind of do what they did with LJ Collier a couple years ago, where 
They trade Frank Clark away. They were waiting till after the draft to sign Ziggy Ansah because of that comp pick thing. And they were so desperate for a defensive end that after all the defensive ends went, they needed one so bad, they dra- overdrafted Collier. And if you remember their press conference that night, they were just moping. They just had this look in their eye, and they knew it right away. He's obviously been a lot worse than anyone probably imagined, but you don't want them going into the stress. Not a great inside linebacker draft. There's some, there's some intriguing guys, Henley from Washington State and Drew Sander, and some guys we'll probably talk about a bit later, but I really don't think you want to be in a spot where you're trying to reach on one of those guys. I think it could really you can really waste an opportunity with this team has a lot of needs. Like we saw a lot of good things last year, but they still need a center. They still need a third receiver. They might need a tight end. They might need more defensive linemen. Like this is not a close to a finished product. Like they're still in the early stages of kind of putting that up to where they can we can talk about them right next to San Francisco. So I don't think you want them in a spot where your the draft doesn't come to you and you're reaching. That's where they've made huge mistakes. So I'm with you. I think you got to come out with two linebackers and then a drafting one. And that's where an older player does work because you have Brooks next year. He's probably, you don't want to have to rush him back or whatever. You can transition him, take Adam, take the time he needs. If you sign a guy to a one-year deal and then draft the guy, you're kind of set up both ways and you have guys to play now. And Bobby fits that timeline. Alante David would be really, really good on that timeline. I don't know if he'll, he'll be coming to Seattle, but. I thought Eric Kendricks was a guy that would have made sense. Uh, Al, Al Azir from San Francisco. There's Drew Tranquil can play in a little bit in a pinch. He's more of like a blitzing guy. But they can't go into a situation where, like, you have to take Drew Sanders at 20 overall or something. Uh, that would be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think <laughs> – I'm just laughing at some of the people celebrating Barton being gone. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's how I felt, man. Uh, so – I don't know. I even put out there. I don't think it's completely crazy. I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's completely crazy to think the Seahawks could end up with Levante David and Bobby Wagner. Um, I don't know exactly how they're going to be looking at the linebacker position. David can play more of a weak side linebacker. Um, you know, Bobby is a more off ball linebacker in, in general, but anyway, I, I think that that's possible. Not likely. I don't think that's the perfect fit. I think something like Bobby and, you know, one of these other guys, Devin Bush, I'm kind of surprised he didn't go day one. Um, You know, former early pick has not been great in the NFL, but I kind of feel like I'm trying to look as of the guys left. I think. Yeah, I mean, Leighton Van Der Esch. I, I, like, actually, the, the thing that I would guess, if I was to guess right now, I think Bobby Wagner and Aziz Elshire would be possible. That might be too much, but I think that's possible. Yeah, and Bobby's market, the Chargers were a team that had been linked to Bobby. They signed Kendricks, who's similar point of his career, similar. I think they were drafted a couple of years after each other. And so I think that takes, I think it's really Dallas and Seattle for Bobby. And Vanderesh, Wagner, they're both. I think one of them go to each team. And then if they re-sign Vanderesh, I think that kind of puts Bobby right back to Seattle, probably puts him right in the price point. And then, yeah, the other guy would be a great pairing with him because he's a younger guy. He's got faster legs and gives you some speed. And he's an ascending player. So there you don't have to draft the guy because then you can pair him with Brooks next year. Right. It really kind of fits the timeline of the team. 
And if you do draft the guy, great. You have more depth. But I think that's the best way to handle that spot. All right. Well, so I think we'll start transitioning to talk about the draft here in a bit and do a couple mocks. Um, you know, there's other parts of free agency that we could react to or talk about. If there's anything that you're thinking about, we should bring it up. I do think that running backs another position the Seahawks will dip into free agency for. I don't think it's super high priority that they do it right away. Uh, are there any other positions that you're thinking the Seahawks are going to wade into free agency for? Um, the one that I could look at, and I still think ideally it's a draft spot, but receiver, they still need a third receiver. The weird thing, not a single receiver signed today. I don't think that there's been any free agent here. You nailed it in your article. There's just it's a terrible receiver. It's a terrible. So maybe you can get like a Juju Smith Schuster or something on the cheap or something like that. But th- that's an area where I would say like just don't touch those guys. They're 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 not good players. It's just an ugly position group. And it looked like the league didn't react to it. They didn't pay these guys today. So, but running back was the other spot where like there's a ton of numbers there. There's some good players and not one of them signed today. So it's a like Rashad Penny. I don't, I don't know how much people get excited about that or Donta Foreman or like Damian Harris is a guy who I've liked. And like, I don't think he's going to have a huge market. That would be a really good guy. So one of the names Thielen on here. Yep. One of the names that came up, Adam Thielen getting let go by the Vikings. You have a, a negative reaction there. Why is that? I just feel like the Seahawks have signed that kind of guy so many times, like Braylon Edwards, and he can't really run anymore. And like I almost like Jarvis Landry better than him. Interesting. So did Thielen like really drop off? Like he looked slow last year. Like I'm looking at oh wait. Sorry, I'm looking up some of his numbers because I was a little surprised. I, I hold him in pretty high regard. Yeah, you know, he is almost 33, so he's definitely up there in age. Um, and yeah, his PFF grades dropped quite a bit. I don't know, man. He feels like he could be a really interesting slot receiver um, for the Seahawks. I don't know if, if he's if he's played that role um, at, at his yeah, height. It's not typical, but it's more of an outside guy. Yeah, well, I'm, that's part of what I'm wondering if he is if he could be kind of a possession, you know, inside guy, he's a super smart guy, self-made. Um, maybe not. Maybe like he did pique my interest a little bit. Um, Cause he won't be that expensive. And no, he is older and he's not a, yeah. So I'm kind of curious about that, but it's probably for your, all the reasons you mentioned, not, not as likely. Um, should we, should we get into the draft and start and start figuring out some of this through that? Yeah, because listen, that trade that happened Friday or whatever, that really changed things first. <laughs> the way I see it. Why don't you start talking about that as I get us set up for the moment. So if anyone who's been listening to me and I started kind of on this when around January when we dropped to the fifth spot, I said the one thing at that point I was not even thinking about quarterback for Seattle. I'm still not sure I'm there. But the one thing Seattle needed at the time, it looked like a two defensive player draft. The one thing Seattle needed was someone outside of Indianapolis at four to trade up to number one because that shifts the numbers because 
the Colts, the Texans, and now the Panthers are all going to take quarterbacks in the top five. So before, if, say, Indian Chicago swapped, Chicago's going to end up with one of the defensive guys, Anderson, Carter, or even Tyree Wilson, who knows. But a couple moves that happened today even added further to this. I think, like, Houston struck out on Jimmy Garoppolo. They end up signing Chase Keenum, who's, like, a perfect guy to put with a rookie quarterback. Indianapolis hasn't signed a single player in free agency. They're getting ready for a rookie. Carolina, they 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 made the move. So that's going to be – that changes the numbers. If you're one of those people hoping for Will Anderson or still on Jalen Carter train, this is a huge, huge development for the Seahawks. Yeah, well, let's let's get into it, Jeff. Folks that have tuned in before to this will – know how this works for those that don't we are going to go through and we'll do a few we'll, we'll do a few of these we, won't, we will probably not go as long as we did last time <laughs> a little addictive and probably the first time through we are going to talk a little bit more about um a little bit more about how the players um fit in for different teams what the impact of the choices are for the seahawks then we will go through a little bit faster the next couple times um, and so let me actually slow this down. Um, sorry, I was distracted. I did just get a message from a certain, uh, certain person of interest for the Seahawks. Um, no news to share yet, but, uh, keep an eye on that. So, um, okay, let's go ahead and start this and Jeff we're going to start talking about the impact of each of these picks who do you think the Panthers are going to pick number one right now I think it's CJ Stroud I think he's just I think he's the best bet I know there's some Bryce Young chatter but I just his Frank Reich has had big quarterbacks whole career to take like the biggest size outlier you can imagine unless it's just a total directive from the ownership I just can't see it so I think Stroud is just, he's the guy I'd probably bet on. Same. So let's see who PFF starts with. And they go with Bryce Young. So Bryce Young has become a controversial player. He is a guy that some people are like, I don't understand why he's fallen already. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's others who are like, yeah, this isn't the best best quarterback in the draft um i would be happy the bryce young's not a guy that i want to like he's on my not a draft list i wouldn't like never draft him but he's not high on my list i, I i'm kind of with dana on this i don't want another short quarterback um at least for the time being uh all right so the texans are on the clock we expect them to take a quarterback in this version they take anthony richardson what do you what would you think if like that would be a pretty big shock to me if the texans went that direction how would you react I would be blown away. That would stun me. And I don't know how much it would change the numbers because number four would probably be celebrating or it would just give Arizona a ton of leverage. But Houston's a team that's basically like starting from scratch and they don't really have a lot of offensive weapons. They're starting to put pieces together. Andy Richardson's like one of the bigger dice rolls of any draft pick I can remember. He's got some of the craziest highlights, but he can't like throw a nine yard pass sometimes. So they just – Houston's a team I've heard for a while. They just scream Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. They're exactly the kind of – the, the guys are from New England. D'Amico Ryans is like come from San Francisco. 
who didn't have success with Trey Lance. So mm. this would be like a massive shocker to me. I think he's more likely almost like a one than two, if we're being honest. But listen, I, there's way too much time between the draft and now, and it's I think it's one of the worst parts of the league. And people I can definitely see convince themselves into something like this. See, I, I think this is not not a crazy thing. It's not crazy that this could happen. Like if you're Houston, you have the farthest to go. This guy has the widest error bars of any player in this draft, potentially. He could be maybe the best player in the draft, but he could also be a bust. I don't think you feel that way about Bryce Young. You're probably going to get someone pretty decent there. I don't think you feel that way about C.J. Stroud. But Anthony Richardson, he may end up being the best. He might be an MVP caliber quarterback. I'm not sure that we see another guy that 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 has that for sure um, as a ceiling. Uh, so could be something that the Texans roll the dice on. Um, that would bring up the Cardinals. Two quarterbacks gone. We all assume two quarterbacks are going to be the first two picks. Do you expect the Cardinals to stay where they are? Do you expect them to move back? If this is the scenario, I would expect them to move back. Uh, I think Indianapolis, I think the Raiders, and Atlanta. Maybe Tennessee. I think there's four teams. If C.J. Stroud's sitting on the board and you can get ahead of Indianapolis, I think Arizona has a huge leverage point. Again, they're just a total clusterfuck franchise, so I can see them just being like, well, we're going to take we're gonna take our guy. And like They haven't done anything in free agency today. Like they're, they got a long way to go. Like if you're honestly valuing them, I don't know. I don't know much about their new GM and their new coach comes off terribly, but I don't know much about him. They should not be looking like they're one player away, like one Will Anderson away. Like they have not added a single quality. They lost Zach Allen. They're going to lose Byron Murphy. They're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. What do they, what are they left with? So yeah. to me, it's, it's such an obvious trade spot. I think if they don't trade with Indianapolis, the team that can really get screwed here. I think Atlanta, I think the Raiders are still in play even with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they do ultimately trade this spot. I don't know if it'll happen in the mock, but I think they'd be stupid not to, to be honest. Well, so it's an interesting one in that I agree with you. It would be a mistake for the Cardinals to stay there. I think with the Raiders signing Garoppolo, they've at least hedged here to where they don't yeah. feel like they have to move. And the Colts, who are they feeling like they have to move up to beat? Like who who's going to jump into that? Like the Cardinals are going to have to play the Colts. And even if they did, the teams that are going to be trading into that spot other than the Colts are going to have to be offering a lot more attractive, um, you know, uh, compensation. Yeah. The only reason I can see the Cardinals trading with the Colts is because they really want a guy. Maybe they're really a big fan of Tyree Wilson. Maybe they're a really big fan of uh, Will Anderson, whoever. And so they don't want the Seahawks to get that guy. That would be the only reason I could. And it's, it's valid that they could do yeah, that. That's a valid take, yeah. Um, but the right move organizationally is for the Cardinals to trade down and get the most draft capital they can for this yeah. pick. That's the right move. Um, so let's see what, what happens here. The Cardinals, they take Tyree Wilson. <laughs> Jeff is very excited at this point. <laughs> Losing my mind. So you've got an upset, right? This yeah. is a scenario that the Seahawks, you know, could dream of. 
And so now you've got Indianapolis are certainly going to take a quarterback. And there goes CJ Stroud for sure, right? Yeah. Uh, is it going to sit frozen there? Stop. Did everything just freeze in my. Oh, no. Arizona broke our, our draft. <laughs> oh, no, there it is. I really don't want this draft to stop. This is a, a fun one. Uh, uh, oh. Hold on. Uh, oh man! Usually, I'm Jeff. That'd be such a bummer. If this. Oh, there you go. Oh, CJ Strauss. Okay. We knew it. Yep, we're back up and running. It just took a little a while. All right. Yeah. All right, we got through it. Okay. Perfect. So CJ Stroud goes to um, Coles. No. Hold on. We're getting, I think, some uh, <laughs> some uh, bandwidth issues. Hold, hold on. You still with me, Jeff? I am still here. Jeff, let me know if you're still with yeah, I'm me. I'm still good. I'm still here. I am Whenever you talk, having talk. some technical. This is, this is like bizarre world for me. I'm the one who's usually <laughs> go through the internet problems. Still here, by the way. 
Well, Brian is logged off for the foreseeable future. Hopefully he can get his internet resolved. I will keep you occupied in the meantime. So the question I would have now is sitting there at five. And I think this is a realistic scenario because I've heard Arizona does like Tyree Wilson. And I can see them just totally getting into him. They're their fourth three defense. Or if they trade, say, to Atlanta or the Raiders do trade up. Some people think they're in on Jimmy now. I still wonder, especially if, say, if Stroud makes it there. But I think Jimmy is a perfect guy to tie with a Levis or a Richardson. But either way, say that they take Tyree or they take one of those guys. Now it becomes just a really interesting spot for Will Anderson versus Jalen Carter because clean off the record, Will Anderson is like one of the safer bets you can in the draft, right? He's he's blue chip player, like best player in college football in 2021. Took a bit of a step back this year, but I imagine he was preparing a little bit for the draft. He would have been a better pick last year than Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, who were very good pros last year. He he is the one. So, like, Will Anderson's pretty safe, but, man, it's, I mean, this is maybe dangerous now, but I, I can't stop thinking of, like, you put Jalen Carter and Jermont Jones in your front and – how much well, you still have pretty good edge guys with Nuosu and with Daryl Taylor and Moffat. And if you can add another edge guy later, man, I'm, I'm getting like maybe I'm getting sucked in, but right now, like it's you saw the defensive tackles, they don't get Draymond Jones there, they're not getting a quality defensive tackle. The defensive tackle market's about to explode, and you know, you're gonna see a lot of extensions, Dexter Lawrence, uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Quinn Williams, they're all going to get extensions. So Jalen Carter on a rookie deal with Draymond Jones, like we just talked about how rare defensive tackles are. They get two very dominant disruptors. It would completely change the look of how you can build your defense. Again, Will Anderson's been my guy from day one. So it's like this, the whole Draymond Jones thing is now like giving me like visions of what they can do now. It's, it's totally, it's a totally new experience. For Seattle, they haven't really had that. Michael Bennett was really good, and I don't think Jermon Jones will be as good as Michael Bennett was. But I was telling my buddy, he's a radio host in Toronto, and he was writing to me before. He was like, he's a smart football fan. Like Me and him go back and forth. He's usually kind of critical of the things we do. I usually take the optimistic side. He's like, I don't really remember Jermon Jones. He, we obviously watched all of Denver's games last year. Seahawks fans like, I don't remember this guy at all. So I, I'm like, this guy is pretty damn good. And he's like, well, like you say, everyone's good. So this is, this is a fair argument. But um, to me, this is just a different caliber of player. He's not an all. He's not Chris Jones, like I said before. But now it's like he kind of sets the table where you could do the Will Anderson thing. And maybe Will Anderson becomes the best front seven player on your defense. And you have the inside guy and the outside guy like they did with April and Bennett. And man, that changes their front for the foreseeable future. Or you put the two dominant defensive tackles. So if that's the scenario, or you're, I know there's guys who really would want quarterback there. Will, uh, Will Levis scares me. I'm not going to lie. Will Levis actually has really high potential, but just like everything about him scares me. I don't know. He's not the guy I would draft. I'm still, if we're in the spot, especially now with the three quarterbacks, and you're looking at the fourth best quarterback as your option. To me, it's totally you got to go D-line. You got your one piece today, but I don't think that's enough. I think you need that blue-chip draft pick. And all of a sudden, 
this group, which looked so bad last year and really hasn't been good since really the end of the Legion of Boom year. They had Clowney, they had Clark, but every year they were changing out their guys and they didn't have that stable like team building exercise. Now you have potentially Jermont Jones with one of Carter and Anderson. And Carter is just like the biggest wild card now in the draft because he's got off field issues. They're going to have to evaluate him. He's got the situation that came out at the combine. But even before that, there were questions about how much does he care? Uh, does, is he the hardest worker? So, man, this is just a fascinating pick. And I'd be curious what Brian would think. Like, probably five hours ago, three hours ago, two hours ago, I would have said Will Anderson 100%. But this signing here makes me wonder, like, if, if you can get an edge guy maybe at 20 or maybe in the second round, pair them with those two defensive tackles, that makes you just almost a rare build. Man, it's a great question. I know John Schneider's going to love Will Anderson. He's not the biggest, most physical guy. I know that's something they've talked about. But he's just like a clean, good football player, like really high football character, not personal character. It's like a guy Nick Saban raves about. So it's pretty wild. I thought that drop to five really took them out of this Carter versus Anderson thing. This trade up and the possibility of Arizona trading down or taking Tyree Wilson like they did in that mock is now changing Seattle's equation. And I think both these things have really made their spot beneficial because that drop from three to five could have really forced them to reach, forced them to trade down. There was that Seattle to Carolina natural trade fit, Seattle to Vegas natural trade fit. Both of those feel like they're kind of gone now. So I think Seattle's going to stick and pick at five. And if Richardson falls, then, then we have a really interesting conversation. If not... If not, then then we have to decide. And I can't believe we're going to be have a possibility at five where you're going to go Anderson or Carter. And then the reason Carter, I think, has to be in play, I know the off-field stuff is terrifying. Because you can get defensive ends throughout this draft. It's the strength of this draft. I know Will is definitely the top guy. But like the drop-off of like a disrupting defensive tackle, you're not really getting there's there's a guy Brian really likes, Cansey from Pittsburgh. He's a possibility at 20, but he's a smaller guy. And Cansey and Jermaine Jones would be a pretty interesting mix, actually. That's when I imagine me and Brian are going to come up with a scenario. And Brian, by the way, is restarting his system. He will be back. I'm He was texting me. That's why I looked down for a second. But, yeah, we got Cansey at 20. And then other than that, there's more of like the nose tackle types. They don't have another penetrating defensive tackle. Basically, the position drops off. So, Man, I, I was pretty much starting to get off Jalen Carter, and now this is the problem with this draft being so far away. You spend all this time doing this paralysis by overanalysis or however you want to call it. But, yeah, Seattle's in a really, really good spot at pick five. And yeah, I think it's, you're going to get one of Anthony Richardson, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, maybe Tyree Wilson. I don't know if Seattle will have him in that regard, but all, all of a sudden if you have, say, Tyree Wilson with Draymond Jones as your front, those are big, long – Guys, Tyree Wilson's got crazy long arms. Will Anderson's just like a good football player. He has this, he doesn't have like the Von Miller probably ceiling, but I think it's just going to be a really good player at the next level. And Seattle just doesn't have those. Last year that we talked about before, they had Puna Ford, they had Quinn Jefferson, they had Shelby Harris, who I, I thought Shelby had a good year. And you know what? I think Shelby might be an option to come back at a lower number. His cap hit was going to be at $12 million. And 
no disrespect to Shelby Harris, who, who again, had a good year as an interior player. It's not a $12 million player on a team that has Seattle's front seven deficiencies. And look how they use the money today. They got, they upgraded the spot with a 26 year old versus a guy in his early thirties. It's crazy. I'm 35 or I'm 30, turning 36 this year. And I'm calling these guys who are 30 old. So it makes me feel shitty. But so again, the, the, the machinations of what Seattle can do here. And if you're one of those people that thinks they got to take a quarterback, and I still think the numbers shake out where you possibly could get a quarterback. I think if you want the quarterback, you need a Arizona to stay at three. Because the way I keep looking at this draft, I think there's going to be quarterbacks one, two, three, four. And if not, you're still you're going to get the fourth guy. And I don't know if you want to spend the fifth pick on the fourth best quarterback versus maybe the best defensive lineman. And there's still the possibility of Hennon Hooker, who's a guy I think would actually pair really well with Geno. Uh, at the end of the January, I did an article from the Senior Bowl. I didn't go to the Senior Bowl, but I called a bunch of people who did or DM'd or texted them. And I, I kind of just threw some things. I put a notes column together. And the one thing one of the league executives said to me, who was like more on the talent evaluation side, was I think Hennon Hooker's the guy that Seattle should be looking at. I think he, with Gino, and Gino hadn't signed yet, but everyone just assumed he would. They said with Gino, um, he, you got him for another year. You see if that works out again. You see if he turns into a pumpkin. And Hooker's 25 years old. He's a little older. But coming off an ACL. And you can kind of redshirt him. I mean, there's no reason to rush. I think stylistically, he's very similar to Geno. He was playing like a – Matt Miller said he was a first-round grade on his board before he got hurt. So his offense was a little gimmicky. But if you want to take a quarterback in this draft but not a five – He's a potential option. Stetson Bennett's a guy you can maybe get in the fifth round. He's another guy who probably projects more as a backup quarterback. But with Geno, the cool thing about Geno's contract is all options are still on the table. So I'm just so fascinated to see that. I'm so eager for this draft now because Carolina's going to take a quarterback. There were people on Twitter today, and I got into it with a couple of them. I know I couldn't help myself. I'm just going to keep going through these scenarios. Like Houston, Houston at two. And Houston at two is important to Seattle because there was a, a lot of chatter. They're bringing in D'Amico Ryans. He's a defensive coach. In San Francisco, they built up these defensive lines. So maybe Houston takes Will Anderson at two. And they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, there could have been some credence to that. They signed Case Keenum. He's the only they have Case Keenum and Davis Mills on their roster. They're not gonna pass a quarterback. Especially if they, I hear they love Bryce Young and the Alabama connections to those teams are huge. Um, if you get Bryce Young and you build the defense out, I think they're in a really good spot to rebuild. So I, I do think signing Case Keenum to me was the ultimate giveaway. That You could have signed like a Jacoby Brissett or Baker Mayfield, someone like a dice roll, but Case Keenum's a backup quarterback. And he's a guy who's a really good locker room guy who's going to help develop another quarterback. So to me, that was just a telling giveaway that they are taking a quarterback. And then again, Seattle's draft comes down to three, and it's unfortunate that they broke Brian's computer. But Arizona's the team for now that we gotta we gotta get familiar with. Because either they're taking the guy we want, they're taking there's a lot of buzz about Tyree Wilson and them. I don't know what it is. John McGannon's a four-three guy. He had long players in Philadelphia. They are a defensive line oriented team. New England likes those prototypes. And Tyree Wilson is doesn't have the production of Will, Will Anderson or Carter, but he is built very differently. Trevon Walker went number one, and 
Tyree Wilson's like pass rush win rate, his advanced metrics are a lot higher. So I can see guys who are trying to rebuild a team from scratch kind of chase that high ceiling guy. And I'm like, look, if you watch Tyree Wilson, you see the freakiest arms and well, like a freaky body type. He just doesn't look like a human at 22 years old, 23 years old. And if you're a personnel guy that likes prototypes, and some teams will not have certain players on their board because of size and arm length and whatever. And we don't know enough about the Arizona people to have it, but there's just so many different layers here. So I think, again, from the Seahawks' perspective, Arizona such a big team to watch now. They really impact how Seattle drafts. And I think the cool thing about this pick at five, it has a domino effect where it impacts 20, it impacts 37. If you take the defensive tackle now, edge rusher becomes an option at 20, it becomes an option at 37, it becomes an option in the 50s. If you take Will Anderson, you can pair him up maybe with a Cansey at 20 or maybe with a – okay, here we go. My goodness, that was the mother of all computer mess-ups. Jeff, first of all, bravo. For, I don't know what you've been talking about this whole time, but thank you. I hope, I hope people were listening still. But... I, I – my whole computer just decided it was done. And so I had, I, I was trying forever because that draft was falling so beautifully <laughs> that I did not about. want to let it go. I kept trying to resuscitate it and it didn't want to do it. So I eventually had to restart. No one wants to hear this, but just I'm back. We'll go through this again. I could not save it. We're going to have to start over again, which sucks because that was such a cool draft. I know. So I was just going through all the scenarios that Seattle's going to have now and all right, so let's do this again. Let's uh, share this out. Hopefully, like, this this is a better computer. Um, hopefully, this will not I'm usually the one going through these internet. I know this was unfortunately this wasn't even internet. This was like my computer just ran out of memory or something. I got the spinning rainbow wheel of death. So, all right, so we're back here. We are going to see who the Panthers draft this time. We're going to run through this. Bryce Young still first. Okay. CJ Stroud goes this time. Willie Anderson Aww. goes this time. And then Anthony Richardson. Okay. Okay. So before we get started, who would you have wanted to take in the other scenario? Will Anderson. Okay. I don't think I would have hesitated. Uh, the way I describe Will Anderson is he's the guy you instantly turn the card, no questions asked. Yeah. That's kind of where I feel on it. I mean, I, I think that especially with the Draymond Jones signing. I think that the interior line is not quite as much of a train wreck as it was. Um, and if you could pair that with an elite edge rusher and you pair that with Daryl Taylor and Uchenna Nuosu, then you start having something interesting. So I think he's the, the best bet there. He is now gone though <laughs> in this version <laughs> In this version. So now you're sitting here, but you do have Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson. You've got some quarterbacks. You've got a quarterback available. What do you do here? Okay, so this is what I talked about before. Uh, I'll say this comes down to off the field stuff, but I'm taking Jalen Carter. And the possibility of having Carter and Dramont Jones as your interior players for the foreseeable future it's just a massive position of strength we haven't seen. And there's other edge guys in this draft where you can really build this unit up. And I said, though, the whole Dramont Jones thing just changes the equation for me. And 
almost opens up Jalen Carter a little more to me because now just pairing them because putting Jalen Carter with like Ashawn Robinson, if that was the only guy they signed, it's fine. It's, but now you can have like a, we've talked about what one defensive tackle can do. Now, if you have two plus defensive tackles, that completely changes the build of your defense for the foreseeable future. It's something I'm a lot more excited about than I would have maybe two hours ago. It's kind of, I'm kind of with you on it. I'm kind of with you on it. It feels a little different there. I, there's some mock drafts I've seen, Jeff, where people have them sliding into the teens now. So there, there is like this unreal scenario where the Seahawks go a different player early and he, he's still available at 20 yeah. or a position where they could trade up to get him at like 17. Yeah, that would be. Unfortunately, the simulator is not going to let us do no, that. No, it's not going to let us. So let's go ahead and take Jalen Carter um, at this position. I am curious about trade downs with the – if the Seahawks did trade back to the, the Raiders, why would the Raiders trade up? Is there a quarterback in this situation? Yeah, they would have to view Will Levis. Like, but, but do they even need to? Are they worried him. about the Lions drafting Will Levis? Yeah, I think they have Jimmy, and that's what gives them the hedge. Like, they don't have to do that. So, unless, like, Atlanta, maybe, if Atlanta wants a quarterback and they love Will Levis. It would have to be Atlanta or Tennessee. Yeah, so, and if if you start dropping down that low, you are lowering your chances precipitously of getting Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter. We just talked about defensive line, and now all of a sudden you have two defensive tackles. Yeah. It's just a totally different look. Yes. All right. So let's go ahead and take the controversial Jalen Carter here. Uh, we're going to move the clock going a little farther. Tyree Wilson does go. <laughs> the Raiders don't even take a quarterback. Will Levis ends up in Atlanta. Weatherspoon to Chicago. Quentin Johnson. Skaronsky. Still right. love that draft we did. Yeah. Paris well, Johnson. Okay. Miles Murphy now goes off the board. Brian Branch. Ah. Climbing up there. Joey Porter. Lucas Van Ness. Deontay Banks. There's your boy. All right. So the Seahawks, this, this seems to be a very common scenario, at least in this, in this situation, in this mock simulator where Kalijah Kansi is available. You've taken at this point, Jalen Carter, and you've signed Draymond Jones. I don't know if Kalijah Kansi is a fit anymore. Yeah. You probably don't need three D tackles. Now, having said that, I might be more excited about a Tyree Wilson, Kalijah Kansi plus Draymond Jones scenario yeah. than what we just kind of considered. And that's and that's the thing, because here you're looking probably at Nolan Smith. That's the name that comes to mind for me here, right? And it's, yeah, because I don't want to take receiver here, so... So, I mean, your other options that you could consider, you, we talked about. I, receiver, are, I, yeah. I think it's, I think that's the scenario is Carter and Smith, the Georgia teammates better than Tyree and Cansey. Yeah. So we kind of inverse it there. We could look to trade back. Is any part yeah. of you thinking like, Hey, we could trade back from this pick. The problem is. Uh, no, I think I'd want to take them there. That's kind of my thought as well. So we're going to take Nolan Smith. I think this defense just got a lot better. Yeah. Potentially. Like Jermont Jones, Nolan Smith, and Jalen Carter. 
Canty goes at 23. Messiah's Torrance goes at 26. It's kind of interesting to see where some of these players you and I like go. Ringo goes at 29. Hyatt's an interesting player. Um, Cam Smith's gone. Drew Sanders goes. So, you know, that's a guy you and I both have some interest in. Kincaid goes. Trenton Simpson goes. So some of the linebackers are now off the board that I think we like or are interested in. Yes. So we probably don't need defensive linemen here. Well, yes or no. Like you could go Mazzy Smith or Ika here and have your defensive tackle. You could basically start building the young, young defensive line. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need Adebawari. No, I think Carter and Jones become your two ends in three, four. You could go center here. You we don't need Thule. No. Um, that's a guy that you and I both like. Uh I think it's too early to take. I mean, you could look at a corner, but I don't think what about the tight ends? Are there any of those tight ends there? There are tight ends. You got Musgrave, of course. Uh you've got Laporta. I don't know. Let's just see here. Washington. Yeah, Washington's still there. I mean, 71. I don't think he'll be the. Yeah, they have him on average going around 48. Yeah. So you could go receiver here. Yeah, Downs is there. You could go guard here. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would. You could go center here. Do you think they're going to sign a center in frame or? I don't. I don't know if they will, dude. No. I don't know. They, they might sign someone on the cheap just to have a, like an option there for themselves. Mm-hmm. But I still think their plan is to draft a center. I really, no, I think it. there's three options here. I think, I think we got a debate between the center, probably a pass catcher, either a third receiver or one of those tight ends. I think we can get a tight end later based on the depth or a linebacker. Right. Like yeah. we haven't talked as much about uh, Henley. It feels high for Henley. It does. It does. I feel the same way. Because like I think in the real draft, Schmitz or Whipler would be a really logical pick here. Who do you but think I mean, would make the team the best if they drafted him here? I think Schmitz. <laughs> but let's go ahead and do that, even though like this doesn't follow their, their ratings. Yeah, it doesn't follow their rankings. They won't like it. Let's go ahead and take the center because now all of a sudden you build your defensive tackle up your offensive line now has cross lucas schmitz and on defense you now have draymond jones jalen carter and nolan smith that right. trench because in this scenario your next pick is 14 picks away and i think we can um, take more of like a flashy i would tell you that this is not what i would do in this scenario i so would what would you probably... do? let's hear it I would probably take a a nose tackle. I would either take the best of either Mazzy Smith or Siaka Ika, and I would create a super young, high upside defensive line, and I would trust that either Weipler or Schmitz is available at 51. All right, so let's go with that. Let's go with Ika. Okay. Let's go ahead and draft him. We're gonna speed this up now. Actually, let's let's watch for a second. We're gonna speed up a little. Mazzy Smith. So you got to write call. Yeah, the receivers are gonna go. There goes Darnell Washington. Yeah, yeah, Darnell Washington. That's a guy I would consider with that pick. I would too. 
And so now here you are, you've still got Henley available. You've still got Musgrave available. You've got Weipler and uh, Schmitz available. So I think you got to take one here. I think we're both like, there's no way either you you or I are coming out of this, this 51st pick. This is the key pick. If the Seahawks are going to draft a center, I think that unless all like three of the good centers in this draft are all still here, yeah. And unless you have like some draft drop down where you uh, you get an extra third round pick, because from here we we are only doing a two round draft this first time. Yeah, from here to the next Seahawks pick is like twenty nine picks. So like, there's a huge drop um, from this one. So I, I feel like you got to take a center here. Yeah, let's take the guy that you and I love. Let's take Schmitz, and then let's let this thing uh, run uh, itself. Jim Nagy was even tweeted about him the other day. It's he was. And we're gonna get a grade tonight. I believe it. All right, B plus. We got a B plus. They didn't like our our our, our second round. Um, not a super surprise. This would have been higher if we had picked Mazzy Smith, but I don't really care what they think. Um, yeah. This would have been higher if we had picked Weipler. I don't care what they think. But then all of a sudden, you have two defensive ends, a nose, a center, and an edge rusher. Yeah, that's exactly what we've been talking about. Yep. Yep. All right, let's run another. Yeah, let's let us let us do uh let's do a three rounder. I feel like the three rounders are pretty important. Um let's also Oh wow. How much do we want to let's I think this is let's add a little bit more randomness into the mix. Just a little bit more. Um and let's see how this goes. All right. We're going a little bit faster this time. CJ Stroud goes, which is what I expect. Bryce Young second, which I think we, we've talked about. Then Will Anderson. Uh, we're never going to get that scenario again. That was that was crazy. Anthony Richardson. So we're back in the same place. Let's take Tyree Wilson this time. Yeah, let's take Tyree Wilson. All right. So Wilson's gone. Jalen Carter goes next. Levis. Gonzalez. Let's move this along. JSN's looking like a tough one for us, dude. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I don't know if they'll take him to be honest, even if he gets the twenty. Yeah, I feel like Brian Branch is a is a bit of a a wish list guy too. Um, I think he's going to go in the in the early teens. So, All right, so now we have that scenario where we could take Cansey here. Uh, is that what you do? Is any part of you like Devin Weatherspoon still? On <laughs> I was say I probably take Devin Weatherspoon, but do do you trade back at all here? Anything there? Because you Let's see, well, you have to think if Cansey goes, who are you comfortable with at the top two go? I don't know if I want to take Banks in the first round as much as I do like him. And you don't like, you don't like, I don't I'm, love him. I'm looking up his, uh, is it Brzee or I'm looking up, uh, pronunciation. Like, I, I think Dalton Kincaid is a really good player. Brzee. It's Bruzzy. I knew it was something that doesn't sound at all like it was spelled. It's Bruzzy. Brian Bruzzy. He seems like more of an athlete than a football player. Yep. And we hear me talk about this so much. I like those Ravens football players. Like Michael Mayer. He's not a great athlete, but I think he can just beat the shit out of you with the line of scrimmage. He can open up the passing game. I like Michael Mayer. I know yeah. some of the athletes can test as well as like a Darnell Washington, but to me, if you can have potential of Canty, Versus Brzee or Bruzy? Brzee. Brzee. I'm never going to get that right now. 
All right, let's go ahead and take Cansey here. Yeah. I, I think this sets up nicely. I'm kind of interested to see how this plays out. Because now our second round is going to look a little different. Yeah, Devin Larson was the next pick. So I will say Drew Sanders is a guy for me I would consider at that pick. Yeah. Uh, depending on how the linebacker stuff plays out. Um, all right, so now took Tyree. we've got – an edge player and we've got, I mean, I think that Tyree Wilson profiles as an end, a three, four end. If he's going to be like, he's two seventy something. He'd have to gain some weight. Um, and just his arms are so long. It might make up for his weight difference. Right. And then we got Cansey, Who's the, well, I, honestly, now I'm kind of rethinking this. I think we just kind of blew it because Problem I think is they're both awkward fits. Well, I think Cansey is a more three, four end fit at two eighty. But we just signed Draymond Jones. So now we have three guys. Let's restart this one. Yeah, let's restart. I, I agree. I think we blew it. I think there's too many. You don't have a full team of exceptions. So we're going to restart. This was this is bad. We just did a bad job, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. Well, that's why. We got time to learn. Yeah. So it's hard with these new, new signings. All right. We're going to go back in here. We're going to start again. Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Will Anderson, oh, come on, Arizona. <laughs> Will Levis. Okay, so we're gonna go. Oh, to Stroud is there. What do you do? What do you do? Not what I would do. What, what would you do? I'd probably sell this pick. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like if CJ Stroud's in there, you could get a shitload. So maybe that's the minimum to me. Yeah. Um, we could try to be something silly that they're not going to take that. Like we oh. could try. Add the F three. Let's try this. They accepted. Okay. All right. So now we got another two extra picks in the top seventy. Yeah, Evan would be so devastated. I'm sorry, Evan. <laughs> I think it was the right move, though. They take Stroud, then Jalen Carter goes, and now we've got a choice, dude. I got to say, like, right now, the way I'm starting to think with Draymond Jones and with some of the guys that keep falling to 20, yeah, I am Pete Skaronsky here. Just take the biggest possible guard. I think that guy helps this team more than the other guys that are on the board. Yeah. Like, uh, we were talking about it with San Francisco before. To me, you're not, the best way to win is not try to fill weaknesses. We saw in the – you say it every year. It's the team with the best position group. And Philadelphia, you saw it, their offensive line and defensive line were the best position groups in the league. They should have won the Super Bowl. And with Seattle, they've won. This gives that offensive line with the two tackles and just the – you saw what like Mike McGlinchey went for today. We have Abraham Lucas at $1.3 for the next few years. To create this massive position of strength, not only that, it's going to be cheap on the cap. I think that's a huge, huge team-building advantage. So I don't think it, like one thought here is to trade back again. I'm not going to do that because it starts getting video game ish. Yeah. But I don't think that it becomes realistic because I don't think you can trade past the bears. If you well, I think Skaronsky. Atlanta or Chicago are both options for Skaronsky. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny seeing all the needs for the bears. Um, yeah. But let's go ahead and take Skaronsky. I, I know you like JSN. I think this not is here. Guy. Not here. 
So we're going to go ahead and take Skaronski. Going to keep moving on the clock. There goes Tyree. <laughs> the Bears are pissed at us. They, they take Paris Johnson. There's a lot of good tackles in this draft. There really are. Uh, let's move this along a little faster. Roderick Jones, Devin Witherspoon, Van Ness. Van Ness was the guy I would have liked at 20. Yeah. Who? Van Ness was an option at 20. If Interesting. So, like, here now you've got this option. You could take Nolan Smith. Yeah, you could take Kalijah Kansi. Yeah. I think that just it gives you more flexibility. Who do you take that? Like, I like some of these options at 20. I would take Kansi. I would, too. Like, you put Kansi and Jones – on two sides of your line, and then you you figure out a, a nose tackle like that because there's still edge guys that we can get maybe with the next pick. Yeah, it's tough here. Like I think this is a tough choice between those two. I think Nolan yeah. Smith has a ton of upside and could be a massive game wrecker. I think the ceiling on Cansey might just be higher. Um, so let's go ahead and take Cansey. There goes Mayer, Quentin Johnson, Dalton Kincaid, Nolan Smith goes at 24, Osiris Torrance. Don't need him now. Love that we don't need to be shot. Yeah. Darnell Wright goes, Drew Sanders goes. Uh, all right. So we would have the option here of getting our nose tackle. Yeah. Now remember, we've got two picks back to back. Yeah. Okay. So because we made that trade. See, that's where we have we didn't take an edge rusher yet. So Felix or Ojalari would fit. Yep. We have we, not taken our nose tackle. No. Tight end is a linebacker. Yep. God, this is a let's get like we could we don't need did we already take we took Cansey. So took that's Cansey. the other thing that I, maybe if I could do it over again, I'd take Nolan Smith because if Thule's gonna be available here, I would be pretty excited about him as the other edge as well. Yeah. The other uh, defensive end. You're passing on Cansey? I don't – me, no. But I'm just saying, like, Nolan Smith is a guy that would make me think twice. Yeah, Nolan Smith is a very clean evaluation. Yeah. He, he's – Cansey's got boomer bust, but, man. Exactly. His, exactly. So it's massive. It's making me think a little bit, like, because I, I, I do think Thule keeps showing up here in these later picks. I think Thule's going to end up slipping into the first round, is, is my guess, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. Um, so we got two picks back to back. We could go wide receiver, which is feeling like we, it's a need. Yeah. I think we could go linebacker. We could go tight end if we wanted. We could, we could make one of these picks Darnell Washington. I, I think that's what I would want to do. So what would be, let's one of these will be Darnell Washington. What's the other pick? I would probably go with one of the edge guys, Felix or Ojolari. How do you not take a nose guy though? I know. I think, yeah, that's what, that's where I would go. I think, um, I think one of them has to be the nose. All right. So let's take Mazzy Smith in this case. Yeah. And then we're going to take, uh, we're going to take Washington way earlier than they want. They're going to kill us for this one. But... They're not going to like it. We're going to take Darnell Washington. I think he might go in the first round. Dude, he, you start, this is starting to be a badass draft, Jeff. Yeah. Like, these are like tough. Oh, there goes Schmitz, dude. That's Whipler there. Yes. So we got a draft here, right? We know we're taking, is it Whipler, Whipler? Do we know? I think it's Whipler. Whipler. Is there any question 
Like, no, I think we got it. I think this is an easy it. one for us. We're right? not going through this for the tenth straight year. So we're going to move this a little faster now. And now our third round pick. We have a couple. Of third it comes round. up a lot faster. We gained thirteen spots there, which yeah. makes this pick a lot more interesting. So we don't need a tight end anymore. Corner. Oh, is that cart? Oh man, that's an interesting. Like, would you be? Tempted? I think that fits the theme. I think I think this is my guy right now. Tell me about it. Why? Um, we've built the theme now. A big, strong, physical, tough. We got Skaronski in the first round. We've built this offensive line. We've now built defensive line with Carter, not with Carter, with Cansey, Jones, and Darnell Washington is our run blocker. So we've built a totally new identity with our team. And we know how Pete and John want to play. Kev Walker is an explosive player, but they need a power back to go with him. I think a short yardage back is the perfect guy. If you watch Zach uh, Charbonnet play, he fits our identity that we've created. Hennon Hooker is actually an interesting spot here, but yep. I think Hennon Hooker is probably who they would actually take here, but we can probably get into the fourth in the scenario, but oh, man, Mike, Mike be, Morris is another interesting name. Yeah. We I have not gone edge yet. Yes. We have not. Yeah, dude. So let's look. Let's look at positions of need. We got wide receiver. Wide receiver. We can. Michael Wilson's a good one. We've got um, edge. We got linebacker. We we didn't take a linebacker. Right? No, we didn't take a linebacker. Oh god, it's linebacker situation is the only thing I don't see a great path for here. Yeah, I struggle a little bit with letting edge go any farther. Yeah. Um. Receivers, another one. Yeah. Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell. I guess we probably don't need to take the running back. It's probably the least priority position, but my God, it fits the theme of this draft. Uh, yeah. Do you want to take him? Let's take him. There's no, there's no, like, I, I, I kind of have a similar thought. I really like this guy. He reminds me of Chris Warren for uh, OG Seahawks fans. I think it fits the way we're doing here. Let's, let's do it. We can always, we're going to do more, more, more drafts, at least a couple yeah. more. So, and then let's finish this out quickly. Noah Sewell is a name we have not mentioned that would be in the mix for me, linebacker in the third round. Like, look how different this team looks with that draft. So, I mean, <laughs> I definitely didn't like what we did here. No. Um, and they didn't love what we did at the top. But the theme of that. This is what you've got now, right, Jeff? You've got left tackle. You've got uh, Charles Cross. Left guard, you've got um, uh, Damian Lewis, right? Now you've got... You could. You've got uh, Whipler at center. You've got Skaronsky at right guard. Um, Unless Phil Haynes... Have Phil Haynes and Lewis battle it out. Yeah. And then you've got... Uh, Abe Lucas at right tackle. You've got one of the most talented, if not the most talented, young. Even everyone will be in essentially their first or second year, other than Lewis, who's like going to be in his third year or something like that. Yeah, that's huge. Then you've got Draymond Jones, Mazzy Smith, and Kalijah Cansey as your three-four defensive line. Um, you're 
banking on Nuosu and Dar- uh, Daryl Taylor. You don't have another edge. That's a big a bit of a miss. You're going to have to wait on like Alton Robinson or some of these other guys to actually play out. Don't love that. That's the flaw in our team build here. But you got Darnell Washington, who is just a badass on the tight end. Um, I think that maybe that would allow you to trade, you know, Noah Fant for another pick somewhere along the lines here or something along those lines. And you've got a pretty kick-ass running back combination in, in K-9 and, and Zach Charbonnet. So I think that's an interesting one. Let's do at least one more. Yeah. We're learning, we're learning a lot more. Three rounds again? Yeah, three rounds gives us three rounds. Let's do it. I think a lot of people in the chat did not like what we did in that draft, by the way. They did not like what we did in that draft. Um, you have that's a okay. similar mindset of team building. God okay. Damn, we're never going to get that pick again. <laughs> uh, we want to tr- like. I think you have to take Jalen Carter now. I think you do, man. It's tough. Like there is part of me that's like, oh, you got to trade back and get that pick from the Raiders. Yeah. But I just don't think, I don't think there's a reason they would trade up if this is the. There's only one quarterback available, so yeah. I just don't think it's realistic. So let's Jimmy take Jalen Carter. We're gonna yeah. move on through here. I'm sure a lot of folks are are annoyed that we're taking Jalen Carter as often as we have. You now have your your two ends, so you don't need Cansey. Brian Branch is available, dude. He fell. I think you and I both just turn in the card right now. Yeah, I think I think that's how you pair with Carter, with Nolan Smith. Now, but this is like an embarrassment of riches. Is there any part of you is like we did not trade back from five? Do we look at trade back options here? I where how I wouldn't want to trade back too far. I know, right? So 24 is the Jags. We could do this. I don't think we can get 56. I mean, I'll, I'll what if we give the third rounder up? Like, I, I think we could get a third rounder. But what if we give our we third and get their 56? Is that worth it? So, like this. Uh, we could try something like this. That's an interesting. What would you think about that? Basically, we give up um, our fifth round pick. I think that's a fifth round pick. Yeah. We have another one that's three spots later mm-hmm. to move up to get it. Basically, another second round pick. We move back. Oh, first I would round. do that in a second. All right, let's see what happens here. Not interested. Um, Probably, yeah. I think we'd have to go back farther. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. I think I want to take somebody. Yeah. Who do you like? Who do you take? I would take Brian Branch, but how do you not take an edge rusher? We're going to end up in the same spot. So we have, yeah. It's getting harder for me to not take Nolan Smith. I think you got to take Nolan, especially with the characteristic we took in round one. I think like, I think, oh man, I, I think I would take Brian Branch because I just think he's that good. But let's take Nolan Smith here. Um, oh, God, <laughs> I probably want Brian Branch well, too. Well, if 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 we are if we really are okay with either one of those guys, well, yeah, and, and you have to think about it too. Like Jamal and Quandre, 
our starters now, but they don't really have a plan at safety for the foreseeable future. Their contracts are way overvalued right now. Yep. I know Branch is more of a nickel kind of modern safety, but it kind of helps with your long-term build as well. Obviously, edge is a more valuable position than safety, and this team's invested far too much in safeties, but I just think Branch is like it. So I'm going to – I think we should consider trading back here. I'm going back on it, and here's why. I think that you could potentially – like this is a place where you could – end up moving back a ways and end up taking maybe Nolan Smith is still there. Probably not, but maybe you end up taking an Osiris Torrance or maybe you end up taking a Drew Sanders um, or maybe you end up with, you know, ah, I can't do it. Let's just, let's, let's just pick, pick one. Nolan Smith. Or, All right, let's take Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith done. All right. It's hard, dude. It's hard. I don't Branch love the, goes all the way to 24. Sanders. I know some guys like Felix and Ojolari. Like, I don't love that group of edge rushers. I don't, I don't either. None of them really. For me, they're like Kaboya Mafe types. Like, I don't think they need another one of those guys. Um, so now we've got we've got an edge and we've got another defensive end. We yeah. don't have our defensive, our nose tackle. Um, we don't have linebacker. See, oh, man. There are just some guys that I'm starting to like more at the defensive end position um, in this pick, but but we don't need him now. So it just makes me think about our first pick. Like I really think Thule's an interesting guy, but yeah, plus defensive end. Yes. What are some options here that that come to mind for you? Um, Do you go like receivers? Another way to go. Receivers are one we probably haven't spent enough time on. Yep. And I don't know, Josh Downs is always available here. And I really think it's more of a team need, just not only like for Tyler Lockett, but we've built up like our trench warfare here. And if Tyler Lockett gets hurt or DK gets hurt, we're just so limited. All right, let's let's go a little bit of a different route here. Let's look like at... It's tough for me because it's the strength of the draft, but there's more depth there. Jack Campbell's another interesting name we don't ever take. Yes. He's a little bit like, I can't click on him. I don't know if they stopped having. Also, it's like the first pick of the second round or whatever we're picking here. It seems too high for off ball unless it's like a special athlete. Right. I mean, Trenton Simpson's a name. Trenton Simpson's a good athlete. Yeah. But I still feel like receiver, tight end, nose tackle. I. I just wonder if uh, I wonder if a guy like Luke Musgrave actually is a more talented, like more big of a difference maker than Josh Downs would be. Um, I I think he's yeah I think he's probably got a higher grade on most boards. Um, let's go ahead and take Downs. Is that where we're Derek. ending up? I know Derek would love that pick. All right, let's take Downs. Uh, Ringo hadn't been picked. That was an interesting one. Um, all right, so here we go. So we've been taking our center. I think you and I both would take center here. Um, is Ika. yep, Ika's there, Julius Brents is there. Um, Musgrave is there, but I don't think you want to go back. Henley, I think Henley becomes more of an option at this, yeah. Point. See, I think this is a sweet, good spot for a linebacker, more so. I think it's here would be linebacker center 
We've done center a bunch, so like let's go a different route. I like Dorian Williams, and so that's part of why I've been waiting on linebacker. And Sewell too. Right, right, right. So let's let's not go linebacker. Let's could we go double tight? Like I don't know if we can go <laughs> double tight end. We could take a corner. Julius I mean, Brent's pretty intriguing. Brent's is pretty interesting. You've got um Williams, yeah. Garrett Williams, I think, is a really interesting guy. Uh, let's take Brent's. We haven't taken Brent's yet. I, no. I, I think we both believe in him. Uh, and let's move this along till our next pick. So this is the thing: when you don't trade back, it is a long way. This is a long wait to get to that next pick. And if you don't have your center yet, even though one lasted, you're sweating that out like crazy. That's a spot where Seattle's probably gonna have to move up. I don't think they can risk. So. Uh, we took Brents and we Josh took Brents, right? So I think that I mean you'd you'd have to take uh White Blair, Whipler, here. White Blair, Whipler. You have to take him. We don't even have a debate, right? So done. Move this guy along. So. We basically aced every pick. They don't like Brents, but I think. How do you feel about this draft? That was good. Why? Um, I feel it's more finesse than what we had before. And obviously, Carter, I don't think we've addressed enough of our issues. And I think the team, the Seahawks have skill. I think what they need is the guts. I don't think we had gotten enough of the guts. Nolan Smith is a really good athlete. He's still undersized. Corner is a position we've seen Seattle get later. And if Jalen Carter doesn't work, like, I don't like this one. I think this we probably would get a better grade, and I think maybe the analytics crowd would probably like this draft a little more. But to me, this is a, a, a guts draft, a me and potatoes draft, and I think Seattle's got to come out of it. Maybe you take one receiver tight end, but I think we got two – that's too finesse. Yeah. Yeah. I I think for me it's it's the receiver. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. No, and... not what I remember. Like maybe you dip into free agency and then Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. I, I don't even know that I'm that sold on that move either, but no. It I think I'm more willing to roll the dice at receiver than maybe I realized. Well, and you think about it, like the way the offense is set up, how many targets is the third receiver getting? Not a lot. Some Not of that's due to the fact that our third receivers have been pretty shitty. Shitty, but we also have three tight ends. DK and Lockett are just target hogs. So, like, I think you got a third receiver in the fourth round. Like, if you would take, if we had taken branch at 20 i feel tougher i feel tougher yeah but i still i think it's exactly what said. i think it's 37 i think that's the one i think 37 threw off our draft because even brents if we had a, a nose tackle there then brents doesn't feel as bad all right do we want to do one seven we'll round do, draft let's do one full one to end on let's do one full one all right, we're going to do one seven-round draft, and here we go. It's going to go quick. I'll do slower to start. 
Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Oh, Tyree Wilson. Okay. Anthony Richardson. We got it, dude. Okay. It happened. Finally. Seventh rounder. Computer do not break. <laughs> do you pause? Do you hesitate at all here? Oh, no, no, no. I turned in the card. Okay. Will Anderson is a Seahawk. You got Will Anderson and Draymond Jones is the core in front now. Okay. Because now you have way more flexibility with the rest of this draft. All right. So you've now <laughs> you've now taken an edge. You have not taken another defensive end. So you need that. You don't need a Nolan Smith. Uh, do you any hesitation in taking Cancy here? I would be open to Cancy. I'm also more open to trading down. Who <clears throat> who would be your trade down target if you don't get Cancy? Are you thinking probably like, Mayor? But I don't know if that's the best. I think we ought to go Cancy. I got. I, I like this is. <clears throat> I love a Cancy Anderson start, man. Yeah. That is. That gets me so jacked. I like. I. I, I can't even entertain the <clears throat> conversation past that. Um, all right. So Tyrants Torrance goes. Ringo, Drew Sanders is never available here for us. So we're not taking Josh Downs. We are not taking Josh Downs. We are not taking a receiver. No one's small. So we took Will Anderson. We took. So this Cancer. is where it becomes the nose tackle becomes a lot more interesting. Dude, like. How took, would that feel? I mean, we, we could go guard here. Edge. We could go guard and, and then center. I think the nose tackle is where yeah, Al Woods is 35 years old. Do you trade down at all? We haven't looked at trading. I would be open to trading down here. So five picks. We got a three. I'd probably do that trade. It's kind of. Eh. I feel like we can do better. I feel like we can too. Um, let's trade back. Well, no, we're get a little. Now. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it. You only get one pick higher. Yeah. Um, let's see the Steelers. I mean, if you could do four nine eighty, looks a little better. This is better, but I mean, that's twelve picks. I don't think I'm stay. I don't think I'm trading back twelve picks. Yeah, twelve is a steep drop. All right, let's just pick somebody. Let uh. I think I like Mazzy or Rika. Let, let's let's go ahead and take Mazzy. Mazzy's more of an athlete. So, dude, we've just completely <laughs> hogged it up on the defensive line. That's... Uh, that was a bunch of young talent there. Um, now, I you and I both talked about this. There's Whipler. Uh, you've got Brents. You've got Ika still. Well, we don't need him anymore. Need you've got Schmitz. You could look at trading back here. <sighs> You could, if you if you like all three centers, or you can take Henley and pick one in the third round. But I, I would be very nervous about that. Yeah. So let's at least take a quick look at trading back. We're at fifty one, fifty four. It's only three picks. Yeah. Like, what, what are we gonna get? Like a one hundred three or something? I would do that. Yeah, I would do that too. All right, done. Okay, so just don't both of them. Phillips, and we still get the same guys. Like All we right. just picked up a draft pick, right? So who do you take? Schmitz is our guy, right? I'm a Schmitz guy. Schmitz, let's do it. 
Got our center. Let's move this thing along. So to me, this is the draft that we want. We reloaded the defensive line completely. There we go. And now we have more of a luxury pick. Well, Whipler made it down here. He did. But so I'm now still... we our defensive line's set. We have not gotten. So this is where we can get a little finesse. Corner, wide receiver, tight end. We have not gone. Yeah. Michael so Wilson let's. Wilson would be a really interesting one. Let's look at. Um, so interior offensive line, we could look at. Voorhees is do we know how bad he's hurt yet? Is it, or is ACL? No. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Um, so we're not gonna do interior offensive line. Let's look at wide receiver. Let's look at tight end. Let's look at running back. At this point, running back, I think is a little early. So we're gonna take yeah, running back off. We're in the in the weird spot there. Corner linebacker. Corner linebacker, right? I like Dorian Williams, dude. Um, I like I like the Michael Wilson dad. He's Doug Baldwin's guy. He is Doug Baldwin's guy. I like Garrett Williams too. Yeah. Tyler Scott's an interesting guy. I feel like the linebackers. I mean, I guess we got Noah Sewell coming up later. Maybe he would last. He's he's low. Wow. Yeah. Like he might be a better option to pick a hundred. Oh, we got Scott. All right. So what do you do here? I think between Wilson or Williams. I think cornerback's a bigger impact position for this team if you yeah, get so, so do I. All right. I don't know much about Eli Ricks. Do you? Uh, he's like a bigger corner, but he's not fast. And what about Tra- Travius Hodges? I don't know much about him. Um, all right. So let's let's go ahead and take Garrett. This is a guy I I, I think is an interesting player for the Seahawks. Um now we're going to be waiting a little while. We have the first pick of the fourth round now. First pick of the fourth round. So both Wilson and Williams are still there. They are. So now we just got to figure out who, where is our depth for the next pick. We can... Who's been taken? So let's look again. Like now we're kind of zero. Wait, who did we just take last time? We took the corner. Yeah. So wide receiver, linebacker. Well, Parker Washington's still there. Safety Parker Washington's there. That would be interesting. JR JL Skinner's still there too. I mean Bryce Ford Wheaton's a guy that's a interesting. Yeah, it looks later. like there's more receivers that I'd be comfortable with. It looks like Noah Sewell was taken. Did he get taken? Where am I looking? Or is he oh yeah, yeah, he got taken. Uh, so I think that would prompt us to take Dorian Williams. Yep. Let's do that. So we have a pick coming up pretty soon, and one of the receivers will be there. Uh, also, Dwayne McBride's an interesting running back. Yeah, he, he actually fits sort of this range. More of a Jomo. Is that West Virginia wide receiver still there? Let's look. Um, wide receiver. Yeah, yep. Ford Whedon. Like, ooh, this is in the Andre – I think the Ford Wheaton would be a really good pick here. Yeah, tight end we haven't taken. Uh, tight end. Let me pull those up. <laughs> you and your you like your cunts. I know that. Yeah, we get here time. Um, Kenny McIntosh is actually a pretty good backup running back. 
There's actually a lot of them. Chris Rodriguez is interesting. <laughs> I like Puka Nakua. Puka Nuka, what a name. Yeah, he's he's actually pretty good. I don't know if I'm jumping on running backs here. I think there's a couple. Okay. So you're you where do I'm you go? go the Wheaton uh, wide receiver. Bryce Ford Wheaton. Okay, let's do it. Our next pick is 30 picks away, right? You know, this is where we could go running back. We could go quarterback. Uh, the quarterback's an interesting one. Let's take a, look, a quick look here. We're, we're Well, we're in the fourth round. That feels a little is early. Is there? Um, Jay Kaner's. <laughs> Jay Kaner. Bennett's Bennett. there. I think we can wait on quarterback. Yeah, so I like the idea of uh, wide receiver. All right, so you want to take Wheaton. I will go with you. For what it's worth, I would take McBride in this situation. Um, I think there's a lot of depth at running back, though. You might be right. So let's see how it plays out. So Wheaton's gone. We we took him. I think I just saw McBride go. Oh, no, I did not. So there we go. I think you got to take the running back, right? So I think we take McBride here. And that's the... Oh, and then we're, we're right back on the... And then call. you can go with a quarterback. Yeah, let's look at that right now. So you could take quarterback that's here. DTR. Maybe DTR is a seventh rounder, though. Yeah. Um, we haven't taken a tight end yet. Safety, tight end. I mean, I don't feel like we have to take a tight end in this draft. No, I think I'd probably take Stetson Bennett at this point. Yeah, I agree. Done. What is this? We have two more picks. Well, if you, did you know that the Seahawks, people did not know that they had a seventh round pick um, yeah. until like a week ago? Yeah. Even in when we did our last mock draft, they did not have a seventh round pick. Yeah, John. Um, they have 10 picks. Uh, all right, so... Dude, we we at this point we've pretty much nailed a lot of our positions of need. Um, we can start doubling up, yeah, if we want. Um, are there any names here? As I'm kind of scrolling through, that you just there's a Puka guy. We're in the sixth round. Uh, you know what we haven't done. We haven't taken a guard, have we? Yeah, this would be a good spot for a guard. So, like... Foresight, there is a backup center. That's true. I actually really like Foresight. I know he's not the most... I don't know if you're going to double up on centers, but I think he's a good guy to bring in. It's true. I, I think it would be hard to take two centers, though. So, uh, it's two. Let's... I don't know anything about Chandler's Avela. Let's let's take let's take him. He's the let's highest... Sure. Highest guard left. All right, moving, moving along. Faster, faster. We can double up on receiver. We can take receiver's an interesting one to think about here for sure. Um, we could look at tight end. You know, I don't know much about Will Mallory. No, I don't know any of these guys. Um, uh, none of these guys D-line, are D line. D line. Yeah, you're typically not getting great D line in the seventh round, but yeah, I mean, I just you could also 
Yeah, I mean, if you just look at, I mean, you could double up on quarterback. Like Malik yeah. Cunningham is actually an interesting. He's an interesting athlete. Yeah, I'll just take him. <laughs> take two QBs. <laughs> Let's do it. The seventh round, you're probably not going to make the team anyway. So exactly. Might as well take a high value spot. Now let's see how we did. Whoa, look at those. So we ended the night with a solid A grade. Yeah. Um, if you look at this draft, dude, I love, <laughs> I love those first three picks, man. I look at that and I'm like, fuck yes, let's yeah, go. Right? And then to put Schmitz in there, probably my favorite guy. I mean, look at that face. How how can you not want? He's to just do a that? football player. He's Creed Humphrey. Yeah, it, that that is that is a great start. Everything after this is gravy. Yeah, like you've done your job right there. Yeah, you've got like your blue chip potential player, and you got your you got your meat and potatoes. Cansey, if you Cansey hit, then you have Anderson, Cansey, Draymond Jones, and Draymond Jones. Dude, that could be a massive, massive change. Yeah, um, and I got the flash. Garrett Will might be a good pick. Ford Whedon, if he hits, there's your third receiver. I I think that you. I I still think we're gonna get Greg Gaines or someone yeah. like that. So add that to things, or maybe it's a it's a Calais Campbell. I think if like if you're looking at possibly bringing Jalen Carter or trying to teach us uh, Mozzie Smith or Cansey. Like who better than Clayus Campbell? Who's probably maybe the best like locker room presence, and he can still play. He's he's not what he used to be, obviously, but he right. can still play. Like he can be two down defensive lineman in a three four all day. You put his arms with some of the guys that we're gonna get in this draft, and just like John's talked a lot about wanting to be the biggest, strongest team. Clayus Campbell, like six foot eight, with massive arms. Yeah, I, I think that's a thing they should be exploring. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they know they they've talked about him. The Malik McDowell pick was a Calais Campbell respect pick. It was yeah. like, we want one of those. So I wouldn't be surprised. And he'd be the right type of player for them to bring in. But look, dude, they're going to have another defense, like another nose tackle. They add, maybe they keep Al Woods, who's also great, a great rotational guy. I just don't want him to be the best defensive lineman. Imagine like, Al Woods would not be the best defensive lineman on this team anymore. He wouldn't be no, able, maybe even in the top three. It puts them at it makes everyone better. It's like a multiplier effect where Al Woods should be a rotational player who eats up blocks and you probably don't even notice them. Here's the thing that I feel a little bit nervous about. Depending on how things go on the linebacker side, like if you come out with just Dorian Williams at linebacker and we don't get like who knows what we're going to get in free agency. We'll have to get somebody. Yeah. But that's a pretty thin group. Like we did not, we should have doubled up on linebacker. That's one thing I would have, we, no matter what that they can be special teams guys, you have to take one of these last picks, like seventh round pick should have been a linebacker. Um, yeah. Receivers. Another one we gambled on. I feel really good about this pick. I, I think like, I want to see them come out with a corner, but I think I don't want to see them come out with a corner before the third round. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they will unless someone falls like. And then I think that adding like a, a starting caliber running back in the fifth to, to compliment who's a, a much more of a bruiser than Kenneth Walker is, 
is great. And I think, I think this is also a really good pick. I don't know a ton about Chandler Zavella, but I love the idea of taking a guard later that has potential upside to challenge for starter. So dude, I, I love this one. I will post this up on, yeah, uh, I, on I think we end on a high note after some issues early, some lessons early. Yes. Send yes. that picture to the Seahawks front office. So I want to thank you, Jeff, for putting up with my technical difficulties tonight um, and for keeping this going. I think everyone probably enjoyed the show more when it was just you, but yeah, I did sure. have to come back just to make sure things could run properly. No, I'm sure they'd rather hear me talk to someone. <laughs> so, uh, all right. there's. I'm sure there's more news that's going to be coming out. There's probably more news that's broke while we've been on here, but... Lots of interesting stuff. The Seahawks are a better team now than they were, you know, a couple hours ago. Really curious to see how day two plays out. We'll see how things go with the linebacker position. And we'll be back to do more mock drafts because things are going to keep changing. Their needs are going to keep changing. Other teams' needs are going to keep changing. And we will keep looking at how this uh, affects things. But thank you. If you haven't already, please give the show a like. Please go ahead and give us a five-star review on whatever you, however you listen to our podcast. And then go to patreon.com slash hawkblogger. If you haven't already, get immediate access to our Slack channel. Normally, we take patron questions. We've been doing these mock drafts to take a bunch of time and a bunch of conversations. So we haven't had as much time for questions. We will definitely get back to those. The way that you can get in line to ask questions, patreon.com slash hawkblogger, immediate access to the Slack channel. Until the next time, thank you again to Jeff Simmons, at Real Jeff Simmons on Twitter. I am Brian Nemhauser at Hawk Blogger on Twitter, and we will see you all soon. And until then, good night.